It's Monday, September 7th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Happy Labor Day. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, maybe the Indians will get to work today. Uh, who knows? The, uh, uh, the yeah. rain looks like it's, uh, it's going to keep going all day. But if they do get to take the field, it's going to be Zach Plesak uh, taking on the Royals. And, uh, boy, the Indians are, are now, what, half game back in – of first place in the AL Central, and this is shaping up to be quite the three-team race. Yeah, it's definitely, Joe. I mean, the White Sox are on fire. I think they've won like 16 of their last 20, hitting home runs all over the place. Um, uh, the Indians are a half game back. They've won 8 of 12, and uh, the Twins are a game and a half back, and they're, you know, getting their people back. Josh Donaldson, Pineda, and uh, there's somebody else that that Buxton just came back too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a cool race coming down the wire here. Question for you: Do the White Sox resemble right now what the Twins were last season, <clears throat> uh, hitting home runs all over the place, getting pitching contributions where they need it, and they've got some some veteran guys that it, that sort of injected themselves into that lineup uh, and and have made it quite dangerous. Yeah, I'd say so. That's a good comparison. Uh, you know, their pitch is kind of banged up. Uh, Keiko left yesterday after five with a back, stiff back. Uh, you know, Rodone is still on the DL. So is uh, uh, Gio Gonzalez. And uh, so, you know, they've got some questions there. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're, just, uh, they're just a force of nature right now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll circle. We'll circle back to the uh, the the AL Central pennant race here in uh, in a few minutes and, and talk about that. I want to talk about yesterday's ball game uh, at at the uh, at Progressive Field. Uh, Shane Bieber once again going out and in the first three innings yesterday looked every bit as good of a Cy Young Award winning pitcher uh, as as he could um, against the Brewers. Uh, again, it's a it's a Brewers lineup that's that's had, had its ups and downs all year, but in the first three innings, first eleven batters he faced, he sliced them up and then sort of uh, hit the wall. Basically, the the Brewers' approach was to to take a lot of pitches and and make him get in the zone and and he got uh, over his over the fourth and fifth inning, he threw fifty eight pitches, and and that pretty much knocked him out for the rest of the game. Uh, he made it through five, and then the bullpen made it hold up. Uh, Carlos Santana comes in, gets a couple of runs, uh, driven in, and and the Indians win four to one. But uh, that start pretty typical of what Shane Bieber has been able to do this season. Yeah, you know, Joe, in the last two starts, it's been interesting. Uh, you know, against Kansas City, he goes six scoreless, uh, strikes out nine. But you know, Kansas City takes kind of a similar approach. You know, they're not swinging, they're not chasing, they're not chasing that curveball down down in the you know, below the zone, uh, and even there, they look like uh, they were only swinging at strike. I mean, you know, fastballs, and uh, so they're, you know, the teams are being, I think, kind of waiting him out a little bit. And you wonder, you know, uh, with the playoffs approaching, um, can he get a little deeper into games? I know he wants to, but you know, you can't argue with the results. He's seven and zero. I mean, that's like a, you know, a nitpicking about the Mona Lisa, I guess. But uh, right. You know, but, uh, you know, I think you want your ace to, uh, you know, at least be ready to go six, seven, eight innings once, 
you know, when you're in the stretch drive and, and especially if you get in the postseason. Right. The previous three starts, Bieber had gone six innings in, in those three starts. So this was his shortest outing of the year. Uh, still leads baseball with 57 and two-thirds innings uh, pitched. Still leads baseball with a 1.25 ERA. Still leads baseball with 94 strikeouts in those 57 and two-thirds innings. Uh, so, so right now, just the dominant pitcher in baseball. But you're right. You're seeing teams, they're, they're major league hitters, they're making adjustments. Uh, he's gotten so much chase and so much swing and miss this year that the hitters are going to start making the adjustments and they're going to see his off-speed stuff. They're going to see his, his curveball, his two different kinds of curveballs, and they're just going to spit on him until they get a fastball. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so, you know, I'm sure, you know, he knows that. You know, I mean, you, you can see – and he'll, him and Carl Willis and that, that pitching triumvirate of uh, Sweeney and Ruben Niebla and Willis, they'll put their heads together. And I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, come up with a strategy to combat this. But what, he's got maybe three starts left, three, four starts left? Three, four starts, yeah. It, it depends on if they, if they want to skip him a day, uh, you know, closer to uh, the end of the season to sort of, uh, you know, rest him up. But, but we'll see. You know, he's, he's such a creature of habit uh, in terms of his routine, too. Uh, we did ask our subscribers on subtext uh, their thoughts about uh, Shane Bieber and his approach and whether you'd like to see him, uh, you know, go longer, go more innings or get more strikeouts. You know, uh, the higher pitch counts mean he's, he's pitching to more batters and he's getting those double-digit strikeout games. But, you know, if he's only lasting five, maybe six innings in those games, uh, what do you value more? Do you value Bieber going deeper into games or do you value his strikeout total going uh, going a little higher? Here's what uh, here's what a few of you had to say uh, regarding Shane Bieber and his pitch counts. Uh, this guy says, "I'd rather see him go deeper into games, provided they can give him some run support. I like the bullpen, but the fresher they are, the crisper they should be." That makes that makes a good point. One of the reasons why the Indians bullpen had been so successful through the first half of the season, uh, and 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 really still is. It's because the starters were going so deep, they were only really being used in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Yeah, I think they still may have the, the fewest innings pitched, Joe, right around there in the American League, the uh, Tribes bullpen, and for, for the exact reason you just stated. Uh, this subscriber says, I think five or six innings is fine. The bullpen has a job to do and has been fine so far. If not a lot of pitches, then continue to stay in. His pitch count for the year will not be much since the season is not a marathon but a sprint. So, yeah, you know, the 60-game the season might have a, a little something uh, to do with how, what yeah. they decide to do and how late they, how long they let him go. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't uh, – you know, I really I, – I kind of uh, – yeah, I, I kind of missed that. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, because, I mean, what, uh, probably – I don't know, what, what the total what, – what would you get like uh, – well, if you start, if, starts, 10, if he started, let's see, he started eight games, yeah. eight, nine games so far. Nine games, yeah. Nine games so far, he should be around 100 pitches a game. So maybe maybe 900, maybe somewhere between 900 and 1,000 pitches so far this year. Uh, you figure he's got three times that many in a, in a season where he starts 30 games. So, you know, by the end of, by the end of this season, maybe he's up to, you know, 1,500 pitches. That's that's not not too bad. No, that's good, and uh, you know, and uh, it's 
maybe, you know, he, he's, he seems like he's the kind of pitcher that doesn't really, uh, you know, get early contact, you know, and so right. that, he, and he strikes so many people out. So, you know, that, like you said, he's going to run, run his pitch count up and it's going to, you know, work against him getting into the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. Well, so, and the, this was, this was the Trevor Bauer situation last year where Trevor Bauer wanted to, wanted to strike out every batter he faced. And that caused him to go deeper into counts or early in games. And, you know, he's, he's pitching a no hitter and has to get pulled in the, after the fifth inning because he's, his pitch count is up over a hundred. That, that, that's not the ideal situation. You have to find a balance. Yeah. Some situations you have to pitch to contact and some situations you get ahead of a guy and you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go after him and strike him out. Or I'm I'm going to get him to I'm going to jam him and try and get him to ground out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll see. I'm I'm sure uh, you know. Bieber's always been a strike thrower, and I think you know obviously strikeouts are you know kind of a byproduct of making good pitches. And uh, I don't know, you know, it's it's hard to say, you know, which which you want more of. You lo- everyone loves to strike out, but you know you want your guy, your main guy, going. When when the postseason comes around, I mean, you want to you want to be able to count on him to uh, you know go deep into a game and you know give that bullpen a rest because you're only going to be facing the best hitters in the postseason. Right. Okay. A couple more from our subscribers here. Uh, uh, this guy says uh, from the 407 area code says he needs to stay on the same path. He could easily be nine and zero. What he what he is doing is working. With the team not being able to score runs in the clutch on a consistent basis, we can't afford to have him maybe give up a run just to go another inning. There are only a limited number of games left and not enough time to experiment. So uh, this guy's a, uh, a proponent of the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Shane Bieber is, is, is dominating right now. That's, uh, that's the way to go. Uh, from the 330 area code says, get stretched out to 115 to 120 pitches and go seven or eight innings. He can do that in a short season. Uh, that's, uh, I, I don't understand the comment, lettuce, tomato, and mayo, please. That, that doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> Oh, that's why I, I put him, I put him uh, at the end of the, my question. I said, uh, order a cheeseburger on me for Labor Day. Oh, there you go. The, okay. All right, this guy. Who's grilling out in this weather right now? Only if, you got a, only if you've got a tent. That's oh my goodness! It is it is nasty outside. Today's the perfect day to stay indoors and watch a Harry Potter marathon, like my wife and kid are doing on the couch. Pretty awful. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Laura Lombard from Virginia Beach says that she wants Shane Bieber to go deeper into a game. So Laura Lombard, uh, we all want to see Shane Bieber go deeper into games. Maybe get a complete game. Uh, boy, I, I did have Tom Withers from the AP turn to me and, and ask me after the uh, third inning yesterday. He looked over and he said, hey, Noga, you ever cover a no-hitter? And I said, <laughs> well, there you go. And, and not, not long after that in the fourth, Bieber gave up his first hit. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, – it, it, it was I, I had a really good lead written out too for uh, – it just in case he, he did uh, throw a no-hitter yesterday. But I would have felt guilty if, if, if I had been there at the ballpark covering that game and, and Hoinsey, you had been home and he had thrown a no-hitter. That would have made me feel that, real terrible. That would be all right. That no. would have been all right. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Joe. I was you know, like, I said, 
Yeah, Hoynes has got to be he's got to be watching that at home, gripping up and just being like, "Man, I can get down to the ballpark. It only take me fifteen minutes to get there." I, I, <laughs> you can't get. I couldn't get in there though with the protocol. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, one more. Um, this is from the seven seven zero area code. Innings are more important to the team than strikeouts. I think the main issue is hitters are adjusting. If he can adjust in response, he'll be fine. The team will be fine. And he'll be able to get both innings and strikeouts. Ian Ferguson from Taylor's, South Carolina. Uh, Ian hit the no, hit the hit it right on the nose. Um, the the cat and mouse game Bieber was asked about afterwards. The the sort of chess match back and forth, and whether or not he's been enjoying that this year. And and boy, his attitude is great. He says, you know, when they adjust, I adjust. We adjust in the game, and it's it's a back and forth. And he really looks forward to that. And that's where you know that, that he's something special, that that competitiveness in him is is just as important as getting any strikeouts or wins or, or, or whatever stats you can. Yeah, I don't think he's obsessed with the strikeout, Joe. I no. think this is, this is just something that has developed, you know, is during his – you know, we saw it with Kluber, too. You know, we right. saw the same thing. All of a sudden, Kluber's striking out 240 guys in a year, you know, and, and you know, that was never the case with him. And – you know, it's just. <laughs> Whereas with Bauer and Clevenger, it was that they wanted, they wanted to yeah. strike out every guy and shove it up. You know, they, that, that was their MO was they wanted to strike out every, um, I'm editing myself, but every guy that stepped into the box, yeah. they wanted to strike him out. And, and it's different. Bieber just wants to get outs and you see it in his innings totals. So there you go. Well, one thing that, that helped Shane Bieber yesterday uh, really the highlight of the game, and it happened to the second batter of the game, uh, Keston Hira, for the, the Brewers, uh, grounded a ball uh, behind third base, down the line. Uh, Jose Ramirez goes to the backhand. He's fading away. He's falling towards the tarp, and he just lofts this high rainbow throw uh, over to first base, uh, gets Hira by a step. It was, you know, quite probably one of the, the best defensive plays we've seen. That combined with DeShield's catch earlier in the week, uh, last week, you know, the, the Indians are starting to play some really good defense. Yeah, that was a great play, you know, kind of Nolan Arenado play, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arenado looks like he's like 6'4", though, right? I don't know. He's right. just – he looks much more physically gifted than than uh, uh, Jose or just be able to do that play. And Jose just kind of – he surprises you every game. He's a, You know, he's so athletic. And he's got the curvy pocket body, and uh, he just kind of he just makes. You're play. being ge- you're being generous. Hoinsey has curvy pocket body. All right, he looks more like an English bulldog. I mean, he's just like he he's got that like barrel chest. Walks around. It, 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 he he does not have the typical you know super athletic looking baseball player body, and yet he's this little fire plug that that runs the bases and 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 makes the plays that but. Yeah, yes or no, he's a third baseman now. He's no longer a middle infielder. Yeah, I think you're right, Joe. I don't think – you know, everyone always said he has that versatility to, to, to move over to second base. Uh, I don't think so anymore. I mean, he would have to maybe take the whole off season to make the – you know, try to change back and uh, get, lose some weight, extend his range a little bit. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a third baseman right now. Yeah, I, it, and there was a time in his career – where he could play the outfield, he could he could help you in a, in a variety of ways, but I don't think that uh, I don't think that exists anymore, uh, especially because 
all those all those times that he did move back to second base and you start messing with his head and, and messing with his routines and, and all that, uh, right now you got him in a good place because he's, he's finally, uh, you know, stuck in there as a, as a, a productive hitter right now. Uh, I say you let him go and you, you keep him. And I, I know you've got Nolan Jones, you know, just waiting in the wings at some point. But Nolan Jones has never played, you know, AAA. He's got to start the season there next year. So, yeah. Uh, and I would think if somebody's going to move, it would be Nolan Jones. It's not going to yeah. be your, your two-time all-star third baseman. So, right. So, uh, uh, I, I mean, maybe Jones can play first. Maybe he can play the outfield. But, you know, I mean, that's down the road. That's that's for seasons to come. All right. Uh, one other uh, subject I wanted to touch on, uh, the talk of baseball as we woke up this morning, uh, Cowboy Joe West, uh, the umpire, longtime umpire, what, 44 years in the big leagues? Uh, he, he umpired his first game when he was 23 years old. Could you imagine? Really? I didn't Umpiring know that. in the major leagues when you were 23 years old? That's <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, but Joe West uh, made headlines yesterday when he tossed Nationals GM Mike Rizzo out of the ballpark, out of the game. Rizzo was standing in a suite at Nationals Park without wearing a mask, which is against protocol. And Joe West from the field saw that and tossed him out of the game, called security to have him removed and stopped the game in, in mid-game until uh, Rizzo left, left the ballpark. It's, it's sort of bordering on the surreal. I, I get it that with the protocols, the rules are rules and, Mike Rizzo has to wear a mask when he's sitting by himself in that suite, not with anybody else around. But Joe West is pretty pretty famous for making these overreaching calls where, you know, he sees something and he, he tosses a guy or, or, or goes beyond what's, what should be normal in a, in, a, in a game, the normal function of an umpire. Uh, just your assessment of Joe West as, a, as an umpire and, and as a – sort of one of these just larger than life figures in baseball. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I guess Rizzo was screaming at the umpire with Andre Wendelstadt. Mm -hmm. He was the plate umpire from, they, they said he was, you know, you know, he was on uh, riding the umpires the whole game. And, and finally, you know, they, they kicked him out. <laughs> you know, I asked Antonetti if he, if he's ever going to be, uh, if he would ever, if he's, if he th thinks he's ever going to get uh, kicked out by uh, Joe West out of a game. And he goes, that's very unlikely to <laughs> So Well, but, and, and this year the, you're seeing a lot of the same umpires and the same crews because they've, they've limited the rotations right. in baseball. So we've seen pretty much the same, you know, four to eight different umpires uh, in, in rotation throughout the entire season. So we really haven't seen Joe West this year, but his history of, you know, making weird calls and getting in arguments and tossing guys out, uh, you know, goes back a long way. And, and a lot of, a lot of, um, a, a lot of players uh, would be, you know, very happy if Joe West retired at the end of the season, but that's not going to happen because if, if he umpires, I think it was, if he umpired 65 games this year, he was going to pass. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bill Clem for the the most all time, so I think he's that's you know and that's another that's another ego thing you know that that's if I'm 70 years old and all the signs are pointing to time has passed me by I should retire from 
umpiring games. The players are telling me I should not retire from umpiring games. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, my ego would say, hey, I'm five games short or I'm, I'm however many games short, I'm going to step, step aside. But uh, that's not the case with Joe West. Yeah, Joe likes to insert himself in the game. He, he likes to, you know, he's like, the, like, like from, uh, you know, like 30, 40 years ago when, when you know, the, like the umpires were, as, sometimes they were as bigger characters as the managers and players, you know. Right. They were, you know, they had the reputation. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's, uh, I remember Joe, um, you know, he, he's a country singer, right? So he, like he was, he, like, uh, I'm pretty sure he had an album out. He, he brought an, he, he, you know, he, uh, he, he had an album. And I remember, you know, before he would come to town, his PR guy would, you know, write you like a, a release if you wanted to interview Joe about his, his, his yeah, album. I just Googled Joe West country music and you're not wrong. He is an actual <laughs> country musician. Get so out of here yeah that's that was part of his gig so i never talked to him about you know his album but <laughs> oh my god that that's horrific i wouldn't even oh <laughs> and he and he had an acting gig in the naked gun movies are you kidding me <laughs> oh well there's and, and of course his his quote this morning uh when asked about the the overreach in tossing rizzo from the game uh, he, he said something, he said something about, uh, president Trump and, and said something about how he would vote for him. So that right there tells, tells you all you need to know about, uh, cowboy <laughs> Joe West in, in, in my estimation. Uh, we, we will move on from our stories of, of the wild West, uh, and, and just circle back to, uh, the discussion we opened the, the show with here. Um, your feelings on as, as we get ready for these final 20 games the sprint to the finish in the uh, American League Central. Uh, like you said, we've got, what, four more with, with the White Sox? and Four more with the White Sox and three with the Twins. They start four this, more with the Twins. Yeah, after Kansas City, they start a nine-game trip. Uh, they play uh, the Twins. They, they got two against the Cubs. And then uh, I think they end up with uh, four, four in Detroit, maybe? Mm -hmm. or, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And, and that right there, again, you get another crack at the Cubs as well. Uh, and, and they're, they're sort of – it all depends on, on how the pitching lines up in that one. If you can avoid John Lester, if you can avoid uh, Hendricks, then, uh, then you might be all right. But, yeah, because uh, they went – the Cubs won, what, 2-0 and against them? 2-0. That was, and, that was and all, all they needed to do. All the Cubs needed to do in that series was announce their pitching, and the Indians had two yeah, losses yeah. <laughs> already pinned on them. Uh, all right, Hoinsey. Uh, well, hopefully we get some baseball in today with the uh, the way the weather is. But uh, reading my text messages here, it's not looking too promising. Uh, so if they've got to play a doubleheader at some point over the next couple of days, uh, God bless you. Pack a lot of water for the ballpark. Uh, all right, Joe. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. Okay, buddy.